Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fashion Decipher. My name is Sean Williams, and today we have a really awesome guest. Um, her name is Chanel Ford. She is the creator of House of Home, and she is going to help us create a sustainable and fashionable, fashionable home. And, you know, all that's going on in the world, and, you know, we all have to be conscious of how we treat the environment, how we treat ourselves, um, especially with COVID, you know, how we can cleanse our home. And she's going to definitely help give us some pointers on that. Chanel, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I just want to say like, I love your brand and I, re I really love what you're doing with House of Home. You know, what made you decide to be a Chandler? What made you decide to be an entrepreneur and create House of Home, like just a sustainable brand for, your, for um, anyone's home? Thank you. Um, so it has been a long time coming for House of Home for sure. Um, when I look back at a lot of things that I put in place, um, like I started like the Twitter account in like 2014. Um, I got the LLC in like 2014. So it's clearly like it was in my brain for a while. I just didn't exactly have all of the details worked out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and as I started to become more and more aligned with my purpose and really, you know, becoming a vegan and becoming more sustainable, then I really kind of saw the vision for how I wanted the brand to be. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's how I was able to kind of come into what it is today. But I feel like I've always had like a entrepreneur spirit. Um, mm -hmm. When I was younger, um, I always said that I was going to become like a wedding dress designer um, and do all these fun things. So I guess I always wanted to work for myself. No, that I definitely understand your uh, standpoint with that. That's, you know, why Fashion Decipher podcast exists. <laughs> so I definitely get that. You know, but, you know, people sometimes get afraid of sustainability because, you know, they think that it's, oh, I got to do all this huge retrofitting of my house um, to make it uh, efficient. You know, whether that's like certain appliances have to be a certain way, you know, you have to do an economical and environmental and social standpoint. And you think like, you know, I have to do all these things to, to fix my house to be sustainable. But I think you could start on a very small level. What do you think, Chanel? I agree wholeheartedly. And I think a lot of people are more sustainable than they realize. Mm. Um, we as people tend to recycle without even thinking about it. And it's one of those things that's just habitual. I think especially in people of color, we don't realize how sustainable we really are because we've had to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I've never gone to my grandma's house and looked at a country crock container and thought that there was actually butter in it. Like, no, it's been reused from something. Um, I've never thrown out a plastic bag. Like it turns into a garbage bag. It turns into a conditioning bag. It turns into something else. Um, so there's all these ways that we've been sustainable this entire time. Um, and it's now just kind of taking it to the next level or just recognizing that you're doing it and doing a little bit more. I tell people all the time, like, it's not a few people being zero waste and getting it 100% right. It's everybody doing a little bit of it mm -hmm. <laughs> all of the time. Um, and it really does make such a huge difference. And little things go such a long way. And I totally agree with that. Because, yeah, because if you think about it, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't live without luxuries in life. Like, no one says that you can't have, um, you have to go completely a sustainable. I mean, that would be great. But it doesn't mean that you can't live without certain luxuries. But like you said, the little things, and like you said, Black people have always consistently done, like, turn off the lights. My grandmother was like, turn off the lights, turn off the lights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, use God's light. That's, you know, open up the shades, you know. Um, like you said, re uh, reusing um, shopping bags, um, recycling, and we don't even realize. And also, like, donating items, like, how many hands? me downs we've all had um so you're right we do it and we don't even realize that we're doing it and you know how does your brand help fit in 
in with sustainability? How can people uh, shop House of Home and use it for a sustainable standpoint? Yeah, so my entire mission with House of Home is making the integration of sustainability seamless. Like, no one wants to be inconvenienced in any way, shape, or form. And no one really wants to give up the nice things that they have in life. And so that's where we come in. So, you know, say, for example, like the candle line that I have, um, everything about it is made sustainably. Um, the glass that we use for the jars are recyclable. The wax that we use is coconut wax. So they're, you know, it's ethically sourced. It's made from the meat of the coconut. So it doesn't give off any uh, bad chemicals because it literally just is essentially just coconut oil. Um, the wooden wicks that we use are made from FSC certified mills. So we're not cutting down trees to make these wicks or anything like that. Um, even down to the fragrance that we use um, is perfume grade. So you're not like taking any, any extra chemicals. It's safe for your skin, things like that. So um, being able to shop and not have to think twice whether something is sustainable or not, I think is the most important factor. Um, and that's something I picked up from being vegan, like once you turn vegan, like you have to read every single back of the package to see if it is <laughs> vegan mm -hmm. or not. And it's like, you just want to be able to buy things without thinking about it. Um, so I want to be, I wanted to be able to create a, a brand where you didn't have to think about it. Like, you know, everything that you get from me is going to be sustainable. Mm. And, and Chanel, like, what is the, the meaning of your um, brand name, House of Home? Like, where did, where did it come from? Why did, what inspired you to use that name? Um, so I definitely wanted to um, use almost like a play on words. So house is spelled H-A-U-S, um, which is how you say house in several different languages. Um, and then, you know, home. So like, these are the things that make your house a home. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we all been there. Like, oh, my wife makes my house a home. Or, you know, my kids make my house a home. We want to be able to provide the little... Um, just the little things that are going to make your house a home and make your house really a sustainable home. Um, so that really was just a play on words for me. Oh, I, I love it. I, I think, I think that is very creative and, you know, um, and how do you think that, um, like with your candle line, like how can, how can a person decide, okay, I know I want to make my living room a certain way. How can purchasing candles from house to home can elevate their decor, whether it's the living room, the kitchen, the bedroom, what would you suggest? Um, I definitely love an aesthetic. Like I am, and I, it's the designer of me. Like I, everything is so carefully curated. Um, mm -hmm. and that's why my, uh, you know, candles come in two different colors. Um, they come in a black jar and a white jar. And, you know, those are two great shades that can pretty much fit in anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and even down to the label, like everything is very, very well thought out because I wanted it to be able to blend in into any aesthetic but adding like an air of sophistication to it. Um, mm. So, you know, I think a lot of that also goes into the scent that you're choosing. What's the mood you're looking to create? And then go off of that. So for me, um, when I created the lemon and mint candle, for example, I really was thinking about clean spaces. So like that candle really truly is meant for places like the kitchen and the bathroom um, because it has that, you know, crisp, clean, citrusy scent. Mm. Um, when I created tobacco and vanilla and rosemary and vanilla, I was thinking more cozy feel. So I'm thinking more bedroom and living room, like by the fireplace or, you know, kind of cozied up in a corner with a book. So those are the kind of the thought processes that I have in mind. And that's where I really try to tell people when they're thinking about a scent um, and thinking about like, you know, what do I want to buy? I always say like, 
what are you trying to get out of it? What kind of mood are you trying to set? And what do you envision? And then shop that way. Oh, I love that. I mean, I, I totally love that idea of having like citrusy in the, in, the, in the kitchen and vanilla in the bedroom. I definitely like that idea. That's a really good way to, to shop uh, candles. You know, I never thought of that at all. <laughs> um, like how, do you, how would you suggest someone also to like stage? Like, let's say you have the candle on your table or your end table or a bookcase. Um, how would you suggest people stage it? Like, you know, sometimes you could have um, table reading books or um, maybe a vase. Like, how would you like think to put it is it closer to a window like what would you think or suggest for uh, consumers that purchase from house or home to kind of stage the candle definitely um i always say that the candle is an accent it shouldn't be the focal point it shouldn't be the thing that stands out um so i always like personally like i love to put my candle on like a stack of like coffee table books, like you said. Um, they're always next to like my plants, not on them. Please don't burn anything down, guys. Um, <laughs> safety first. Um, but like I always keep a candle next to my snake plant, um, which looks really cool because of the height difference of the um, of the vase that my snake plant is in next to the height of the candle always looks really nice. Um, I do sometimes keep them on my window. So like in my kitchen, they're lined up on the window. still. I keep like three of them there mm -hmm. um, just as an extra cute little placement. So when like the blinds are up, you have like these multi-level things and your eye kind of goes in a few different directions, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but again, in a subtle way, so it's not overbearing. Um, I also always love candles on the, on top of the mantle if you have a fireplace or you have a mantle in your living room. Um, it's just something about it. Um, when it's mixed in with like the garland from like Christmas and all that stuff, it just looks so pretty. It's just like such an extra little pop of pizzazz. I definitely like that. It definitely creates a mood. I also see Chanel on your um, website and as well as on your Instagram page, you also sell sage. So let me tell you, <laughs> I'm a sage person all day. I think we need to sage 2020. Um, yes. And 2021 is starting kind of rocky. Um, <laughs> so if we could sage a year, definitely was that. And you know, sage for me, you know, I know my parents, my father more burned sage than my mom. Um, I know it has such great benefits of like, you know, uh, clarity and um, spiritual awareness and um, wisdom. And I do believe some scientists had said like, you know, it can clear like airborne bacteria. I'm not saying it clears COVID people, don't go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but it can like clear like some airborne, you know, bacteria, but you also need to open the windows. So, you know, from a spiritual sense, as my father would do it, you burn sage, you open the windows, the evil gets out. Um, <laughs> we even stage cars, like brand new cars. So, um, you know, that's just being Southern. So like for you, like, what do you suggest with the sage that you sell on your, your website? And is it different versions? Because I know like white sage is different from, I think blue, I, I, I believe. I don't, I'm not good with all the terms. I know they also like wrap it with lavender. So what would you suggest someone who's just getting into like smudging and saging of a home? What would you suggest that they do? Yes, def I def I sage everything. I sage all the time. Okay. <laughs> like, that's right. I'm very, very protective of my energy. So it's like sage and Palo Santo on deck at all times. Um, yeah, there definitely are. There's so many different types of, you know, sage that's out there um, and just smudge sticks in general. Um, I always say don't overwhelm yourself with any of it, um, which is why I sell white sage. Mm -hmm. It's such a general use um, smudge stick that I wanted to make something for everyone, whether you're in the beginning of, you know, learning about it, or if you're more in depth and involved. Um, 
white sage is antimicrobial, so it does have that antibacterial properties into it, so it actually does clean the air. Um, but it also is really good for a new home because it is um, new energy. Um, it really does do a good job at once you're moving into a space, before you move any of your furniture in there, once you know, you've gotten the keys to your new place, please open up those windows, open the doors, and just go through it and, and clean the air and create brand new energy. You want to bring in you. You don't want whatever Agreed. was there before <laughs> to be lingering. Like, no, thank you. Um, you just want a fresh start. So white sage is really good for like a fresh, clean slate, um, particularly in a home or a new space. Now, you also mentioned Palo Santo. Okay, so I'm not really new. I'm new on that. I don't really use it as much as I have sage, like, you know, traditionally with my family. Like, what's the difference and what does Palo Santo do in, in like, is it different than what sage does? Yes. So Palo Santo, I love. Um, it also, it just is a smudge stick. If you look at it, it's actually like a piece of wood, mm -hmm. um, which is different from like the herb that sage is. Um, Palo Santo is indigenous to like Peru and Ecuador, which is where I source mine, um, from a company that actually replants Palo Santo as they um, sell it because Palo Santo right now is endangered. Mm -hmm. um, so Palo Santo is also, it clears energy, but only negative energy. So say you've got a good vibe going in your house, but you had company come over. You don't necessarily need to sage your whole house again, right? You just want to get rid of the energy that was there you can Palo Santo and it will get rid of any negative energy that was there. I like to use it a lot when I'm in a creative space um, because it keeps my creative juices flowing. Like, so any negative energy is going, but all the positive, positive and abundant energy is staying there. Um, so that's why I like Palo Santo and I like to, you know, use them alternatively because I don't always necessarily want to get rid of all the energy in a space. I just want to, you know, make sure that it's, a vibe <laughs> right right the good energies in there okay so now i know what to use it for because i do have a stick after i bought like um a sage pack it came with a stick this is like a year or two ago but i never used it so i that's why i was like you know when i speak to chanel i'm gonna ask her because <laughs> she's the expert on this like what's the difference okay that's very good to know that's it also smells good really good because it's like tree and it has like the sap in it mm -hmm. i love the way it smells it smells really nice Oh, that's that is amazing. So, you know, Chanel, you, you talked about your candles and, and you make them like yourself, like every individual candle, like, and what goes into the process and how do you pick, um, scents? Like, how do you know what to mix? Um, cause I know, I think you have like a vanilla and tobacco one. Like, how do you think of what, uh, scents and fragrances will work well with each other? Um, lots of trial and error, <laughs> but yes, every candle is hand poured, handmade, hand measured out by me. Um, so it really, I really, uh, the first thing I do is, is think about scents that aren't really out there that I don't see often, um, because I want to be really unique in that way. Um, I don't want to be run of the mill in terms of this, you know, everyone makes a candle. So it's like, what are you going to do to stand out? So I really think about since, and I think about my travels and things that I've seen in life and, you know, spices that I've smelled in different places and things like that. And I try to bring that back, um, like tobacco and vanilla. Um, my family is also from the South and in North Carolina, they have all the tobacco fields mm -hmm. and fresh tobacco smells amazing. Like tobacco leaves smell absolutely amazing. 
Newport's steak. (laughs) 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 But like pipe tobacco and tobacco leaves actually smell really, really good. And it's like, there's just like a certain just, just masculine scent to it that I just really, really love. Um, And so what I did, I took that and I wanted to make it so I knew I wanted it to be a unisex scent. I knew that I wanted to attract a male customer, but I know, you know, generally speaking, women um, are typically candle buyers. Um, So I mixed it with the vanilla because I wanted something that will complement the tobacco, but not overbear it and make the tobacco um, less noticeable. So I really wanted something that would all just enhance the way the tobacco smelled. So that's how the tobacco and vanilla was born. It it continues to be the number one seller. overall like tenfold um it is the number one seller across among men and men actually are my top i have my top three customers are all men which i think is really interesting um and they love tobacco and vanilla so interesting like you i guess when you first created that i mean even though you had them in mind you didn't think that would be the case right no not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I know this holiday season, you were really busy. You know, I know holiday, you know, is wrapped up, but what type of scents do you suggest? Like, I mean, I know instead of just pine, what do you suggest if people like have, um, you know, if they're not able to have a tree, you know, and, and they want to create a sense of like holiday, you mentioned the garland. Um, what sense would you put, like, let's say they do just put up garland and they want to put like a scent to, you know, represent tree outside of pine. What would you suggest people use? Um, so I have my rosemary and vanilla candle and I would 100% recommend that, Mm -hmm. um, because rosemary, you know, is herb, it has kind of like, I don't say the piney scent, but it has like that woodsy kind of smell to it, Mm -hmm. um, without being too overbearing. And it tends to be a scent that is generally accepted by everyone. Um, I would say that rosemary and vanilla is one of the more popular scents because so many people like it. Vanilla across the board tends to be a scent that most people like. Um, and rosemary is something that so many people cook with and actually enjoy um, that I would 100% recommend that for a holiday scent. I also had during the holidays, frankincense and myrrh as one of the holiday scents um, that did really, really well. So if you're into more of a musky incense type of you know aesthetic for the home, then I would definitely suggest that one too. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. Cause I mean, I didn't have a tree this year. So I was wondering, I was like, what could I do like instead? You know, like that's a, that's a good way to put that. I mean, I also seen Chanel on your website. You also do like monthly subscription boxes. Um, what would people expect, you know, through a subscription box from house to home? Um, so I think in what the, you know, idea behind it is, um, if anyone has my subscription box and would like to, you know, say anything after this, please do. Um, <laughs> My entire goal with that was to have people really experience the the collection of scents. Um, so many people I have that have, you know, buy one scent and then had no idea that another scent they liked so much. Like I had a really good friend who loved tobacco and vanilla, only went tobacco and, tobacco and vanilla. And then one time I gifted her mulberry and it's her favorite scent. She like she that's all she can think about um that's all she wants she had no idea because you know she's like oh I found this scent that I really really like um and it's completely different so why would I I don't think I would like a mulberry because that smells fruity and I really love this tobacco scent um lo and behold like mulberry is her favorite thing on the planet and she can't get enough of it um so I really wanted to create 
an experience for people, you know, um, it definitely lends itself to people who burn candles a lot and, you know, want to make sure that they always have one. Um, because I feel like that's a thing too. People always tend to forget like, Oh my gosh, I ran out of my candle and you don't know until it's too late and the candle's not lighting. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, really being able to experience the different scents and the different collections um, in real time. So it's always nice to have like a little surprise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because who doesn't want to come home to a nice box? I mean, even though you bought it yourself, but still, I mean, <laughs> but it's also good if someone gifts that to you, you know? Yeah, so if you guys it. want to gift someone a gift box through House of Home, I would definitely think the subscription box is like a good, a good way to, um, to do so. Um, what do you see like House of Home doing? Like in the next coming year, like what are some of the goals that you feel the brand would have? Um, either maybe furthering sustainability, um, maybe like home decor. Cause I see some of the posts that you have on Instagram. You really um, help people curate a space within the home um, and giving suggestions. Um, I know there's a lot of like clean space kitchens and you know, you, you showcase that with the candle. Um, what would you, where do you see House of Home going within this year? Oh, so many fun things are happening this year. I'm so excited. Um, this spring, um, just in time for spring cleaning, I'm actually launching a sustainability box, um, several of them. Um, and it really is like the starter kit if you want to integrate sustainability into your life. So um, I've got one for the kitchen. I'm going to have one for the bathroom and one for your laundry. Um, so really being able to have an entire box of, of goodies that are going to you know, take your kitchen to where, or your room to wherever it is now and make it more sustainable. So, um, like solid dish soap and, you know, eco-friendly dish sponges and things like that, that are really going to make all the difference. And it doesn't sound like a lot and it's not like, these are very easy swaps, um, that are going to make such a huge impact. Um, you know, using reusable paper towels, like that, that's going to be in there. Like, one roll of reusable paper towels is equivalent to six months of purchasing like paper towels from the store. And that's key because you remember the lines for paper towel, like during um, the <laughs> lockout. I was like, what the? Asking a fool in Costco over paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> just hoarding it it was like b- bizarre like one of my friends uses a lot of like baking soda um you know as like a base for a lot of like let's say carpet deodorizer or um cleaning like the couch or something like you know the fabric um is some of the is baking soda going to be a base of some of your products would you be using that yeah so i actually use baking soda a lot it's act i actually use baking soda um, and a lot of cleaning products, especially like when cleaning out a drain. Um, mm-hmm. So like if your tub, like instead of buying Drano, I always use baking soda and vinegar and then pour boiling hot water. It works just as good as Drano, if not better. And then you're not putting chemicals back into like the sewage pipes. Um, I use baking soda to help whiten my teeth. I use activated charcoal and baking soda. Um, baking soda just works for so many things it you know reacts so like i use baking soda and vinegar it definitely keeps gets any stains out um it's actually a really good hack if you get like a stain on like your mattress or anything like white and light um it lifts everything up that's essentially what oxyclean is like oxyclean is just chemically made and synthetically made per like um baking soda and vinegar (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because like um kevin has this you know who also co-hosts with me sometimes kevin has this uh mix that he does which is like baking soda um vinegar and then what he does to cut the vinegar he puts like citrus like rinds of like um citrus yep. whether it's oranges. like uh, oranges yeah. yeah and he sits there so like after a while because you know like sometimes that vinegar is very overpowering 
Yeah. And then when it sits there, it kind of kills that smell. Like if some people can't stand it, but it, it does. So that actually does work. Yes, I definitely suggest it. Um, you know, and if you, do, I understand people, you know, are sometimes time constraints. And if you don't have like a week or two to let it sit, um, something as easily as like essential oils, you can put whatever essential oils you want in there. Um, and it'll work just the same to, to cut that vinegar smell because, mm. Yeah, vinegar doesn't smell strong. Vinegar. I mean, I always have these. <laughs> it's off topic, but I always have these like hard flashbacks to like Catholic school when people <laughs> like when the children would like throw up and then they would pour like vinegar and like sawdust on it. It is like the yes. worst. Oh I'm, in tra I'm traumatized. <laughs> it is a real PTSD situation. Like I, as soon as you said that, like I had so many instances of seeing that. Like in the back, oh, just horrible. And let me ask you because I know Chanel, like you're pro pets. And um, you, your family has this like adorable corgi. I can't take it. <laughs> so adorable. Um, <laughs> like, what do you like when it comes to sustainable products in the home? They're also pet safe, right? Yes, and that's really big for me. Um, we have so many animals, um, and my bull. I have an English bulldog, and she's literally oh. allergic to everything. Like, homegirl has to take an allergy pill every day. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so we like to make sure that we are only using things that are safe for them and that, you know, they can, God forbid they ingest it, like they'll be okay. Right. Um, so like even down to like our carpet cleaner, everything like that, we only use sustainable um, items that are fine for them to, you know, be in the house with and, and you know, take in. The thing is like, if you don't want your dogs to smell it, like you don't want yourself to really smell it or be around it either. So like, like, let's think about that too. So yeah. We definitely like to only use things that are safe for everyone. And would you, would you guys think that, do you think um, House of Home will be doing like pet safe products? I mean, like maybe, or pet geared products. Like, I mean, let's say if you're washing the dog's bed or all like the laundry or the soap um, items that you may be introducing, would they also be like pet friendly or are you going to promote them as pet products? Um, oh, I mean, they'll definitely be pet friendly, but I think maybe it'll be cool if I... I want to come up with something that's specific for pets. That'll be really cool um, because it's, it's just necessary. Like, it doesn't matter how, like, we're clean freaks, but it doesn't matter how clean you are. When you have pets, like, you just need things that are geared toward them. Mm -hmm. I would love to have, like, some sustainable pet products. I want to think on that. I need to. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we know, like, during the quarantine, um, a lot of people were home and they were lonely, and a lot of people decided to um, adopt uh, pets like rescues so mm -hmm. you know now they may not know the the way to kind of uh care for them in a way that is actually like safe and how to to you know rebuild their environment when you don't have a pet you don't really know what it is to 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 have an environment to clean with pets around so maybe that might be really cool i definitely know some friends would definitely partake in purchasing those <laughs> yeah that's a really that's a really good shout i love it see this is great <laughs> 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 more things yeah no i think it's so important so many people you know because you just don't know um mm -hmm. you know there are certain plants that i had to get rid of um because while my corgi is very smart my bulldog <laughs> is a little uh she's special <laughs> uh, she likes to eat everything and you know certain plants just aren't good for dogs to you know ingest and things like that so there were a few plants i had to get rid of and or you know just keep higher so she can get to them um so yeah i definitely think that there are some things that we that we can come out with that will help and benefit um you know the pets specifically 
Yeah, and I, I know you also have a blog um, on your website. Like in, in that blog, do you specifically, go, like, do you go through these things? Like, do you talk about the process of sustainability? Because just in case when people now visit your website, they also go, okay, I like what Chanel said about this, but how can I learn more? Is that how, where they would be able to go to read more about like your process and um, your standpoint on sustainability? Yeah, so I have been working on the blog and it's going to get really big this year um, on really, really diving deep into sustainability um, and really diving deep into what that looks like from many different standpoints and viewpoints because, you know, it, it's, sustainability isn't one size fits all for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and I really want to make sure that that is conveyed and, and, you know, what that looks like. So I definitely want to, you know, come out with guides and things like that for people. Um, but I definitely dive deeper because, you know, I have space for more characters on a blog <laughs> than I do on Instagram um, to really, really just, you know, teach people and educate people more on a sustainable lifestyle. I love that. And I know you have partaken in a couple of um, affairs um, this holiday season. Um, do you see yourself doing, um, doing any like fairs going towards the spring or the summer? Um, you know, kind of like places where they have like the farmer's market, like in Union Square. Like would, would House of Home be anywhere, these places that you can kind of interact with people? Do you look forward to doing any of this? Yes, that's what I really wanted to do last summer, but you know, thanks Rona. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but this summer, I definitely think that we'll have the opportunity to do that. And I really truly do want to get out there and connect with people. Um, over the holidays, I had a really good time being able to speak with people more about sustainability. Um, and you'd be surprised by how many people, not just in the cities, but like in the suburbs that really, really do want to become more sustainable and really want to learn, but they really just don't know. And it's such an overwhelming thing that they don't know where to start really. So I want to be able to, to have those, you know, conversations with people and um, dive deeper because it, I think, face-to-face -face conversations and just being face-to-face -face with people just makes all the difference. So being able to connect with people in that way, I really miss. So I'm definitely going to be doing lots of stuff as safely as possible this summer, for sure. I'm definitely going to look forward to that. And, you know, and where Chanel can people, I know we've mentioned House of Home, but I don't know if you want to give the direct name of the website and the Instagram page so people could actually go and frequent and, you know, read all the things that you have to say about sustainability and creating a great, fashionable, yet sustainable home. Yes, so we are at houseofhome.com, H-A-U-S-A-H-O-M-E.com. Um, we are on Instagram and Twitter at houseofhome, H-A-U-S-A-H-O-M-E. And we also have a Facebook, <laughs> if you're still on Facebook. <laughs> um, it is at houseofhome.ny, so at H-A-U-S-A-H-O-M-E-N-Y. I love it. And I, and I just, I love what you're doing, Chanel. I think it's so commendable. You know, I'm learning as I, you know, view your posts and I like them and I know you do a great, um, a lot of good IG stories. So I learn a lot of like how to's and instructions and I think they're great. And I, and I really have to, I have to actually like start purchasing, you know, um, and just frequent your brand more because it's, it's definitely something great to support, you know, and, and it, I'm teaching myself how to be more sustainable. And I think that's great, Chanel. I love it. Thank you. That's what I love to hear. Like, I love to hear that even if like one thing resonates, resonates with someone, like then I've done my job. Like <laughs> if you decide that you just want to start using a reusable water bottle or you want to stop using, you know, plastic shopping bags. And look, that's one less shopping bag that's in the world. That's, you know, so many plastic water bottles saved, like just by that one thing. So that's 
all I want to do. <laughs> I love it, Chanel. And, and definitely everyone, please, please, please go visit House of Home. You're going to learn, you know, you can have a sustainable home and it can definitely be fashionable. And Chanel, thank you so much for appearing on Fashion Decipher. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hi guys, it's Sean. Make sure you visit our website, fashiondecipher.com, to get a visual on what we're talking to you about. Check out pics from events, of guest speakers, and exhibits. If you miss anything we post, you can visit our archives page. Also, while you're there, hit that subscribe button. Leave your email, and if you like, a comment. Tell us what you think or what you would want to hear on an upcoming episode. Don't forget to follow and friend Fashion Decipher on social media. Check out what we're up to. Speak with you next week. Thank you.